time it rains, it rains, pennies from heaven. Don't you know each cloud contains pennies from heaven? You'll find your fortune falling all over town. Be sure that your umbrella is up, 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 upside down and trade them for a package of sunshine and ravioli. Macaroni! If you want the thing you love, you must have a pizza, holy baby. And when you hit thunder, don't run under a tree. Every penny's from heaven for you and me. Now come over here, boy, Sam. And every time it rains, it rains. And don't you know it's crocodiles? Every time it rains, it rains. And don't you know it's crocodiles? You find your fortune falling. All over town, all over town, all over town. Be sure that your umbrella is upside down and we live up. This is in the know for Monday, December 6th, the 340th day of 2021. There are 25 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook. On YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Going to be a big slide in the weather conditions, well, in particular, the temperature throughout the day today. We'll also get you a little further into the holiday season and get you all fired up for Christmas and the upcoming holidays. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the no, settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Happy to see the sun. I was about to ask you, it was a very gloomy this morning when we yes. got started. Now the sun has peeked through. I'm loving it. You've been up for a long time today. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Is that because God was rearranging the furniture overnight? Yeah, pretty lots, much. Of, lots of thunder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably were unable to sleep in. So, But has it made you more productive since you've been um, up yeah. early today? I mean, I've, I've done a lot of things this that, morning. I guess so. it means you probably just go to, <laughs> go to bed early as a result because you've been... Uh, up most of the night with the lightning and thunder coming through. He is the five-time winner of the Covenant Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Radcliffe. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning. Try that again. Uh, morning, morning, Ralph. Morning, Froggy. Yeah. I, I, I don't really have a Froggy. It's more just that that came out froggy. Yeah. Are you uh, happy to see the sun as well? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> you hadn't noticed the sun was you, shining? You, no, no. I mean, I had a little bit of sun yesterday, so I mean, it, it wasn't completely dreary. Gotcha. Big weekend in the community. A parade and shop the square and the light-ups and the season's officially here and all rung in on uh, Friday evening. We got to, uh, we celebrated my mom's birthday. Of course, her birthday was on Thursday, but uh, we celebrated as a family on uh, on Friday with, uh, we almost didn't have enough food, Sam. It's, it was, it was oh, touch yeah. and go there for a while. We weren't sure if there was going to be enough food to go around to feed everyone at the table, but we managed to survive. Uh, <laughs> it was also a beautiful weekend. Weather-wise, for uh, decorating or you know, especially the outside decorations yeah, r- or getting outside. Really until yesterday evening. Yeah, it was uh, it was nice until, you know, it started getting a little bit cloudy yesterday afternoon at 3 or so. But then the rain kind of held off until late in the evening. But it was uh, it was nice, a nice way to spend the weekend. And I hope that uh, you got a chance to celebrate the weekend in the way that uh, you wanted to. I saw the Cougar Band on uh, Saturday on the in their performance. They looked all festive and uh, oh, Christmas all parade decorated for the Christmas parade. Yeah, it was uh, it was great, fabulous to see. Lots of Grinches running around too. That's I what I was going to say. Not just apparently, there's more than one Grinch. I always thought it was the 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 Grinch, but apparently there were 
many of them on Saturday. may have been more Grinches than Santa's on Saturday. So, uh, Morning rain giving way to a chilly, windy afternoon. Temperature already on the slide, if you hadn't noticed. That blanket of cloud cover that we had this morning, well, it's nice that it disappeared, but it, what it does is it ushers in cooler air. We may get even a little cooler than what our friends at the Wave 3 Storm Tracking Team are seeing is I looked uh, the the localized predicted low overnight tonight, 23. So your mileage may vary somewhere between 23, 26. But we'll see uh, decreasing clouds throughout the day. Uh, chance of rain today about 3 and 10. But I think our rain is out of here now. Uh, 41 as the high, which is so it was warmer at midnight. And so it's going to, I don't know how they, yeah, it was the, the, the high warmest must have portion been at of, midnight. The warmest portion of yesterday was like 8 o'clock too. Yeah, partly cloudy, 26 tonight, and cloudy with a 1 in 10 chance, a 2 in 10 chance of rain at a high of only 38 tomorrow. Mm. So that's the first, is this, fir- this is the first time that our, the, of the season that our high hasn't gotten out of the 30s. I think we've seen right. some 40s and then some 20s, mm-hmm. and then we've seen that. But this is the first time that we will stay in the 30s for the day. Uh, tomorrow. And then look at Friday. <laughs> yeah, Friday looks like uh, it's going to be sloppy on Friday, but at least the temperatures yeah, but it, warm back like up. Seventy degrees. Almost. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be that, and it's going to be sloppy, and then into the weekend. But uh, looks like the nice weekends are over for a while. Nation mourning the passing of a longtime senator, senator, also a servant in the military, and former presidential candidate. Bob Dole, who has passed at age 98 of advanced lung cancer, when you live to be the age of 98, his quality of life hadn't been great the last few years, uh, as we've seen uh, when in the few times that he's been visible. But when you get to when you get to check the box, living to 98, uh, you shouldn't be surprised if something will eventually uh, end your your earthly life here. And just a nice time to sit back and just see all the various things that he was involved in. Ran for president, but uh, he, you know, served our country in the armed forces, and then got educated on the GI Bill, and then served his country even beyond that. Had a, a longtime injury from to his right arm and shoulder that he suffered in the military. That if you ever saw Bob, he was always holding um, a, a pen in his right hand. He never moved his right arm; it was always right there. But he, you know, he had full range of movement of his of his left hand and left arm. And so, anyway, it's kind of a neat story, and it'll be, you know, covered in the coming days. One of the most touching moments, though, and and and, and I think, I hope that I have my, I hope that I have my uh, person who was being honored in the rotunda, but there's that photo, I think, I guess it was probably President H.W. Bush. Yes. That uh, Senator Dole was wheeled into the rotunda and was determined to get to his feet. He, it was obvious he was spending most of his time in a wheelchair, but for him to rise to his feet and salute was just a very moving image. Uh, it just showed you how determined he was to pay tribute. And I know, honey, you, uh, Liz Dole is a huge, yes. is someone you admire greatly. And she served us as our transportation secretary uh, various times. But she was kind of at a time when you you were coming of age, she was very, she was kind of setting the way or blazing trails for women. Is that why you admire her? Absolutely. Yeah, so it uh, it is, um, it, it you know, he gets to, gets to meet his uh, earthly father, 98 years. What a wonderful life. Living here on Earth. All right, some of the other news headlines to tell you about today. A school bus driver reporting a a truck driving dangerously in the 8800 block of Annetta Road Friday afternoon resulted in the arrest of a Litchfield man for driving under the influence. Friday afternoon about 4.30, school bus driver notified Grayson County Dispatch a white truck being driven by 63-year-old Charles Kuyper was driving recklessly, nearly hitting other vehicles head-on as it traveled north on Annetta Road. Constable Mark Stanton, who was already in the area, made contact with the vehicle and followed the truck as he observed Kuyper swerving recklessly all over the roadway, had uh, backup from many city units there. I have actually, we actually passed through that scene on Friday afternoon just as that uh, stop was being initiated. But a stop was executed in 1300 block of Annetta Road, and uh, Kuiper was given a field sobriety test and arrested, charged with DUI, reckless uh, and driving, and lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center. This story out of um, Bell County caught my attention. It was just odd circumstance. An accidental shooting at an Eastern Kentucky 911 dispatch center 
has resulted in the death of a dispatcher. State police responded to the shooting at the Bell County 911 Center about 1 o'clock Friday morning. Troopers found that two dispatchers described by Bell County Sheriff Mitch Williams as best friends and cousins were trading firearms when one of the guns discharged, striking 23-year-old Kyle Garrett. He was transported to a health center. He was pronounced dead by the Bell County Coroner's Office. The uh, official statement said the department has protocols in place that prevent non-sworn personnel from bringing firearms into the 911 center. It was discovered after this incident that these protocols were not followed. And, I, you know, accidents are going to happen. Uh, I can't say. They would have exchanged this firearm at some, most likely they would have exchanged or traded firearms at some point in time. That could have led to a deadly accident, but in this case, it happened to be at their workplace, I presume, or at this 911 center where the protocols were. They weren't allowed to have firearms, or at least non-sworn personnel allowed to have firearms. So uh, it just, uh, you know, that's not a headline that you hear every day. The Elizabethtown Police Department is investigating after a pharmacy was robbed at gunpoint on uh, Thursday. Police said... Four people robbed at the farm, CVS Pharmacy at 1571 North Dixie Avenue Thursday night about 1030. Four suspects were described as black males. They fled the robbery in a dark gray SUV traveling in an unknown direction. No other details regarding the uh, robbery were released. Because pharmacies can be targets just, mm-hmm. like, uh, just like anything else. I saw there was an episode of SWAT on CVS where people were just robbing couriers that they thought might have insulin. Or drugs that you know they could they could liquidate for a high amount of uh, high amount of money. A Kentucky judge has ruled against parts of a bill passed by the legislature that gives the Agriculture Commissioner authority to select a majority of the state fair board and limits the governor's involvement in the appointments process. Jefferson Circuit Judge Mary Shaw struck down provisions in the legislation last week that she said go against the state constitution and infringe on Governor Bashir's role as chief magistrate. The bill would have given Agriculture Commissioner Ryan Quarles nine appointments of the 14-person State Fair Board and five to the governor passed by the General Assembly, of course controlled by a supermajority of the GOP. The legislation also prevented Bashir from making appointments in 2021. He filed a lawsuit over the summer against the General Assembly, Quarles, and the State Fair Board Chair Mark Lynn. A spokesperson for Quarles said the defendants have filed a motion seeking a stay order that would prevent the ruling from taking effect until the commissioner appeals to the Supreme Court of Kentucky. The motion is likely to be heard in Jefferson Circuit Court next week. I'm not sure what the... Um, I There are consequences, good and bad, to elections. There are consequences, probably good and bad, depending upon your perspective, that allow one party to have a supermajority over the other. And if that's done long enough and the the party with the supermajority doesn't act responsibly and do the will of the people, then the people will figure out a way to swing that back the other way. What I'm not – what I don't understand is that the, the role of the legislature, like it or don't like it, is to pass law. And so when they pass a law that says we voted on this, it started the bill was filed, you know, the way our constitution allows. The bill was filed and then it went through committee and then it went through a vote. They voted, they sent it for sent it forward, then the governor has the right to veto it and then the legislature has the right to override the veto if they want to. That's the way our legislative system works. I'm just not sure the role of the judiciary is over here obviously to interpret law. But this law seems to be pretty cut and dried, whether I like it or whether I don't like it. So I'm not sure. So the next natural step, of course, is for this judge to then say, no, I don't think this is right. And then it gets kicked up to the next level. We can't send everything to the Supreme Court, right? We just like everything that comes along because we don't like the outcome. We just can't immediately go, well, let's. Let's run as fast as we can to the Supreme Court and then let them decide because they're the be-all and end-all. It just doesn't seem practical a practical way of solving our squabbles. Does the State Fair Board mean anything to me? Absolutely not, but it probably means something to a lot of other people, and that's why it, apparently it's seemingly worth fighting over, but I'm not entirely, entirely sure why. Big weekend in sports, the toppers. Went down to San Antonio. Oh, well, I hope they enjoyed the Riverwalk. The Riverwalk's a sight to behold. And by the way, they're proud of it. I've been to San Antonio no, once as an adult. Listen, but but yeah, they ask the, you, they say, 
But have you been to the Riverwalk? Yeah, I walked yeah, through the Riverwalk. I mean, the, the Alamo was a little disappointing, though. The Alamo is not nearly as big as you think it is uh-huh. in your mind. And and I I went in with zero expectations, knowing nothing about it. I was expecting it to be in the middle of a field. How old were you? Middle school. It, middle school. It used to be in the middle yeah, of a yeah, field. Yeah, but I just wasn't expecting to drive through downtown San Antonio and have the Alamo pop right up. Yeah, it was uh, – yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it just, uh, it, it just wasn't what I was expecting. I've then. never been. So. But the, you're, not, uh, you're not missing on Bailey Zappi and the Hilltoppers went down there to try and avenge an earlier season loss to UTSA. It, it was not the toppers' day, but they did manage to at least make it close. In the final minute, they had the ball, were driving, and then Zappi threw, as time expired, Zappi threw a, uh, a, a interception that, you know, they would have had to score there, and then they would have had to go on for two. Uh, to be able to tie it up. But uh, the UTSA Roadrunners are the Conference USA champions after their 49-41 win over the Hilltoppers. But Hilltopper season not over. They'll be headed down to the Boca Raton Bowl where they will play Appalachian State. They will play, uh, what's that, December 18th down in Boca Raton, I think is the day. Something like that, which kind of stings because it's the same day as Louisville coming to Bowling Green for basketball. Oh, so they scheduled those on top Uh of one another. Yeah, not so so good. Hilltopper, uh, Hilltopper faithful, gonna have a real dilemma. Those that like to travel and follow both mm-hmm. programs, do they want to stay home and support the homestand, or do they want to fly that the against co- Louisville? Yeah, yeah roll down like off it's... the hill down to Orlando, or and uh, no, actually Boca Raton, and then the Wildcats found their bowl invitation and accepted it yesterday. Iowa and Kentucky will meet for the first time. In uh, Citrus Bowl, it's a New Year's Day bowl, so their season actually ends in 2022 again. It's always nice to get that designation. It'll be in Orlando, Florida. The last time these two, last time Kentucky played in the Citrus Bowl, the Cats defeated Penn State, Mm -hmm. which their roster included one Will Levis. Mm -hmm. So I did like some of the. I, it's Max Duffy. Max yes. Duffy has really emerged as a really great Twitter follow uh, with his his dry wit and his sarcasm that I like a lot. But he said that uh, maybe the Cats should reconsider starting Will Levis, a quarterback, in the Citrus one. Bowl because he's 0-1 in Citrus Bowl play. Well, yeah, of course, that's when he was with Penn State. So and it, didn't play. Uh, and, yeah, did not play but was uh, on, the, on the roster. So I think that's going to be great. I like... I love the idea of being able to see new Kentucky against an opponent that we don't have any history with as a measuring stick to see where we are. You know, defeated Penn State. Mark Stoops has managed to really uh, get the most out of Kentucky in bowl play. He's got a good streak of bowls now and in good good bowls, good bowl invitations. And so there will be a little, little extra on the line. Mark Stoops played football at Iowa. And so there will be a lot of hype for the game, but I will be interested to see how Kentucky fares stepping out of the SEC into what historically has been a really good football program, but I don't know that they're great Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, no, I I don't know that you're going to be expecting a lot of points. I think it's too – I mean, Kentucky's offense is better than it has been. Iowa's offense is not very good. So, What do you make, Sam, now the playoff is set – uh, after the SEC championship game, the Tide of Alabama defeated Georgia. Now they're both twelve and one. What a tremendous game that was! So, what do you make of what do you make of the four? They obviously they got it right. They did get it right. Well, they also set it up where you get a showdown or a rematch potentially from Alabama and Georgia again, again in the national championship game. What do you expect Cincinnati to do? Cincinnati now is kind of a darling. They're the first time a Power Five has not made it into the uh, has made it into the playoffs. So, do you expect them to act like they deserve to be there? Or do you think they'll say? Do you think they'll? Uh, I think Alabama will beat them. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like a thirty point blowout, but I think they'll keep it close. But Alabama wins by 10, 10 to fourteen points, something along the lines of that. Okay. Uh, I mean, UC's good, not great, but. I mean, if you put them in the SEC, they're they're not an undefeated team. So this struck me as odd. Vince Tyree told Scott Satterfield on Saturday that he'll be the coach at West at uh, U of L next season. But um, did Vince Tyree bother to tell Satterfield that I'll probably be the AD at FSU by then? Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't that strike you as odd? 
again that get out while the get out before the fire starts get out while you can uh-huh. he was an unlikely athletic director in the beginning that's been a weird there's been no clear defined exit strategy for that so i don't know and uh, busy cougar weekend sam you had uh, multiple games this weekend what's your take on what you saw uh, lady cougars got their first victory they did they beat john harden on saturday 56 to 50 i think was the final score sydney perkins had another really good game 24 points and that was one of the weirdest games i've ever seen as there, there, I mean, it uh, there were a ton of fouls, a ton of fouls. I thought I was going to foul out of the game at, at one point. Okay. It, it just, yeah, it was just a really, really weird game. Both coaches were just laughing at some point uh, based on some of the things that were happening. Uh, and then Friday night, the Lady Cougars lost to North Harden. It was, a, I think it was 49 to 27, but the game was closer as North Harden kind of in the last three or four minutes blew it open. Okay. But it was a closer game than that. And what's on tap now? Tomorrow, the boys host Apollo, mm-hmm. and then Friday, both teams go. You heard of this school, Edmondson County? Oh, yeah, downtown no, Browntown. Okay. Have you heard of that? Yeah. No, no? not at all. <laughs> downtown no. Browntown is where they're going. All right, very good. And then Saturday, the Cougar boys play Greenwood, who just beat North Laurel on Saturday, and North Laurel, of course... Reed Shepard. Yeah, Reed Shepard, absolutely. Well, there's I'll tie I'll tie a bunch of things together for you during the break uh, involving that matchup, so I'll tell you about that. This headline uh, struck me as funny. Italian man wears a fake arm in a crazy attempt to avoid getting a COVID-19 vaccine. So the mandates, you know, in like a little Italy and other places that you got to get a COVID vaccine. So he goes in and he puts this <laughs> fake arm on and gets the uh, kind of like, hey, what are you, you what are you doing? You can't. Uh, you can't do that. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's not that's not behavior. You're not supposed yeah, to do that, crazy. right? So uh, you, you can't it, be doing that. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you cannot be doing that. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on the end of the note. Gaspacho Day. Spicy but cold Spanish soup. Yeah, tomato. It's like a tomato, cold tomato soup. Yeah. So the funny part about it is it doesn't sound appealing to me, but I am someone who won't heat things up. You know, and like, I'll just eat it cold. That's fine. So I don't know. There's something like, for me, it's like, well, it was once hot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Gaspacho. That was once hot. Gazpacho was once hot. You yeah, think? I think they okay. cook it on the stove they serve and then it cold. Well, I, chill it. I eat ravioli out of the can. <laughs> yeah, so, that's I mean... the best way to do it. St. Nicholas Day is today, commemorating the 4th century bishop who died uh, December 6, 342 A.D. It's microwave oven day today. Yay. So thanks to uh, Percy Spencer for his invention. You might recall he noticed it because he was standing too close to a magnetron tube and he had a chocolate bar in his pocket, and it melted because of where he was standing, hmm. and it gave him the idea for, hey, all right. It, it was invented as the radar range is what it was called originally. It is also Walt Disney Day today, held on the first Monday of December in remembrance and honor of Walt Disney, whose birthday was December 5, 1901. So Walt would have been 120 years old yesterday. Hmm. That's... Um, that's an advanced age. Hey, I before we get into uh, some of the other things today, I do want. The last few weeks, I've been out, uh, been traveling in outside of normal circles. Like I have been, um, just because of the holidays, and I'm encountering di- maybe different people or, or different pathways that I don't do on the average week or the average day, and. Um, there have been multiple people over the last few weeks who, when seeing me or encountering me, have had very positive things to say about what we do every day here on the show. And I just want you to know that that means a huge amount to us, even if we don't know how to handle it when we receive it, because, like, well, we just do what we do. And if we didn't love what we did, we wouldn't do it, et cetera. 
but also don't take it as we're not grateful for hearing it because in a world where people will go out of their way, like in a world where people will just say negative things just at the drop of a hat for any particular reason, for you to take the time and motivation to stop and say does mean a huge deal. And so I thank you for that. I just wanted to uh, acknowledge. Sam, are your decorations up? No. <laughs> Not even your little meanie, measly uh, foot-tall tree? It's like a foot and a half, but no. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't mean to devalue no. it or under I, I don't. I don't necessarily have a spot for it. So really? there, I, like, I have a shelf, but my shelf is... It's got and an the, elf the cord, on it. The cord to get to it, I have to... And I can get one of the, you know, the... Like we have here in the station that's like an automatic one, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a little bit too much effort to actually plug it in every day. Sam, I'll hire a decorator for you if you need. No, if, you're, if you're having trouble finding the time to decorate, it's all good. I'll, I'll buy you good. a plug or a cord. You're yeah, no, I've got, I've got a, I've got a little <laughs> Christmas tree. It's, it does its job. The most popular time. So we did a lot of decorating over the weekend. So we, we, we Christmas treed yesterday. Um, we candled yesterday. I still got some garland that we have to do, but, uh, like we're almost fully into, fully into mode and the most popular time to decorate for the holidays is the day after Thanksgiving. And we have intentions to start on that day, but things get in the way or we delay or it's like, yeah, we, you know, we'd like, I'd like to be able to contain it to that day. It's just not practical to do that for us. 24% of American households reportedly choose that time to ring in the holiday season after Thanksgiving, but before December is a close second. So you have maybe the Saturday, uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, uh, other times people choose to decorate include before Halloween at 2%. No. I think well, are, are we you, all know that you hate that. Are, are you, We're are all you, aware. Are you throwing shade at a certain family you know? <clears throat> I'm just letting that sink in <laughs> in case I stepped on some toes. They might like to I just want them to feel their their little pinch on their little toesies. On Halloween or a few days after at 3%, early November at 9%, mid-November at 15%, Thanksgiving at 4%. Oh, don't spend your Thanksgiving Day decorating for Christmas. That seems well, like that seems like too much hard work. But to be fair, so in years past, when we were at Memos on Thanksgiving, when we were all there, mm-hmm. so Joseph would help me get the tree because I couldn't pack it myself, and we would all do that together after Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. because we would not be back there together again. Bingo. It's not because you wanted to celebrate your Thanksgiving decorating. It was a matter of being practical. Yes. I mean, to help my mom and That's right. So what I'm saying is I don't mind that, but that was not your choice. Like, you didn't say, I really want to spend my Thanksgiving day decorating for Christmas. Right. You want to spend spend your day celebrating Thanksgiving when at all possible. Early December at 16%, mid-December at 4%. So the point is we're in the sweet spot. <laughs> if you're not a day after Thanksgiving, or this is the week. Like this is the week when it's going full on. And then a week before the holiday, 1%. Yeah, if you're going to wait, if you're going to wait until the week of, there are those purists though. They, we're going to go out and we're going to chop down a tree and we're going to drag it in the house and we're going to throw some garland and some tinsel on it. And that's going to be that. We actually have close family members that do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sound the alarm. Chicken tenders are the latest part of the bird in short supply. We managed our way through the wing shortage. But now it's the little fingers, the chicken fingers that are a problem. This is going to cause some problems for a lot of people. <laughs> there may be some kids that don't eat for a month <laughs> because if it's not a chicken tender, they don't want any part of it. Your already picky child's mealtime could get even more complicated. Chicken tenders could be increasingly hard to come by for the time being, and if you can find them, they might be more expensive. I guess I'm not really shocked or surprised at this. I'm just Luckily, you can get creative because, I mean, chicken tenders, you could make that at any part of the bird if you do it right mm-hmm. it's just i mean because really it's just i mean it's if you handed a kid part of a chicken breast part of a chicken tender and fried it up the same way they aren't gonna be able to tell the difference plus most of it isn't it just especially in in our case for young miss alea it's really just a ranch delivery device mm-hmm. pretty much i mean mm-hmm. that's really all she wants is the ranch so 
Well, then just just give her a a straw next time. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'd almost be afraid that she would do it. (laughs) She she wouldn't be afraid to give it a she wouldn't be afraid to give it a try, especially if it got a laugh. I'm excited about my future educational opportunities. You know, we have friends and loved ones who have decided to uh, extend their education and you know become more uh, credentialed in certain areas of specialty. And so I admire them for that. And now I think um, – Your turn? I think, yeah, I think I've zeroed in on what I'm going to do. I'm 50 now, so I really need to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. I think I'm going to enroll, enroll at Reese's University. Oh. The Reese's name reigns supreme thanks in no small part to the enormously popular peanut butter cups. And now Hershey-owned brand wants to bring that expertise to the masses with the launch of their – New Reese's University. (laughs) (laughs) What do the classes involve? Right. Well, I mean, to apply for rolling admission, Reese's says all peanut butter lovers have to do is head to Reese'sUniversity.com. Tell us who you are, why you're awesome, and what makes you a true fighting cuppy. Oh, it's the fighting cuppies. What, What bowl game are the fighting cuppies invited to, Sam? Do you know? No, but Reese University Bowl might. They just created a new bowl last week. Maybe that'll be the Reese University Bowl. Maybe it would be. Um, yeah, I do want to see the curriculum, and then I also want to see the syllabus. Right for each for each. And those uh, eyebrows are really they're weird. Well, but they got one higher than the other, yeah. which is a facial a go-to facial expression of yours. Oh, you well, can even buy. Yeah, I'm true. looking here on their website. You can buy yourself a, a Cuppies T-shirt. Can I buy a Letterman's jacket? Property, property of Reese's soon. University. Coming I want soon. property of Reese's University phys ed. Oh gosh, I, that's, I definitely. <laughs> here we go. I got. There's all kinds of fashion here. What about that fashion statement? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh wow. Do no, I get a Letterman's you. jacket or a Letterman's sweater? From I've got a Reese's Letterman University? jacket here for you that you can. Get. Oh, okay. I'll show you in the break. All right. A new survey says that over twelve thousand dads confirm. That sometimes, yes, they will turn this car around. Have you? I have not. I've never, I've never followed through on turn this car around. But I also don't think that I've ever had to say. Don't never ma- threatened. Yeah, don't make me turn this car around. I don't think I've even had to say. Don't make me come back there. Don't yeah, make me pull he's over. He's never been put in that position. I don't think. Well, been blessed with good kids, and they just they they behave. Uh, my dad never said those things because all he had to do was give us the two eyed glare in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just uh-oh. that's good parenting. Uh oh, I think he's looking at Martha. No, wait a minute. <laughs> Could be Marita. Wait a minute, he's looking at me. Mm. So you just it was probably always you. <laughs> I'm quite certain it was all always me. So I read this and thought, I don't do that. But the problem is, is that they didn't just do a one question survey. They surveyed over 12,000 dads for things that they say in the car (laughs) or things they say in general and I thought, oh dear, this is conf- this is confirmation that I it's am. It's coming at you, I'm, good. I'm one of these, yes. So, if you've ever heard a dad take a look at traffic on the opposite side of the highway and say, "Glad we're not going that way," <laughs> oh, do I need to keep points? No, maybe. Seventy-seven point four percent of respondents report doing the same. Or what about packing up a car for a trip like they're playing high-stakes Tetris, tying something down to the roof with a strap, then giving one final tug before saying, ah, that's not going anywhere? <clears throat> yeah, I've heard, I've heard. I think I've even heard you say that. Right. <laughs> packing up the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot of lessons from moving Taylor to Lexington. <laughs> No, and I, we have to play Tetris every single time. We have to put all the equipment into our into the car. I bet. 70% of dads have said, ah, that's not going anywhere. 
And, and then thirty percent is lying, right? <laughs> well, until the chair falls, <laughs> it goes the on back. down the list. <laughs> this is just true dad sense, and I've got the worst case of it. People don't know how to drive in this town, oh. <laughs> or anywhere. <laughs> yeah, there's some. <laughs> and then <laughs> look, horses. <laughs> <laughs> like every <laughs> every time we go to my father-in-law's place we have to stop and moo at the cows on our way in or go hey look at there like you like you can't see them anywhere else there's just something about doing it there but you know Edmondson County cows are different I but, guess well my daddies are good yeah and then more than 62% of dads who have forgotten to retrieve their forgotten keys, right? What's the what's the classic line? Where'd you leave them? Won't get very far without these. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, I mean, right? Yes. So, Sam, how many of those have you had? Have you heard? All of them. Yeah. All, all of them. All of them. 100%. Probably yes. most of them from yeah. you. Just being around you. Yeah, just my dad as well, yeah. Dad speak, dad mm. jokes, dad sense, whatever you call it. I got it. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know? I'll bet Christy J. Buckles already knows this, but did the rest of you know, if you lose your pinky finger, you lose (laughs) 50% of your hand strength. Yes, I did know that, unfortunately. You had an injury (laughs) where your pinky finger was... uh, Two surgeries. really had to be rehabbed, but mm -hmm. you realize you don't... I mean, just you think it's the smallest finger, but it's providing... It it does a lot of work. 50%, yeah, it's doing all that. And really, you think it makes you just a lot different, you know, if you... Look much more like an animal without those because you don't have yeah, you know, the ability to do. I that. really didn't think initially it would be that big of a deal. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's a pinky. Yeah, but uh, it's a uh, it's, it's a big deal, bigger deal. Yeah, at the weekend box office, Disney's Encanto leads another quiet weekend at the movies. Encanto did twelve point three eight million. Ghostbusters Afterlife still did ten million dollars. I think there's just not a lot at the theater, and so when you do, if you do choose to go, mm-hmm. your choices are pretty slim. House of Gucci. Six point seven seven, Christmas with the Chosen at four million, and Eternals at three point eight million. So Disney still leading the pack with Encanto. I've heard a lot of good things about Encanto. Yeah, and from various different people, not just moms and dads. I mean, just I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about that. Okay, so. well, we'll have to check it out. Um, it we haven't locked onto it in our household yet, but I would Not imagine yet. it's only this is the first I'm hearing of it. I don't know anything about it. Only a matter of time. Adele admits that she got her Instagram password taken away from her. Uh, she was on Nikki Tutorials YouTube channel, and she opened up. The 33 year old said that she owned up to the fact that she doesn't know the passwords to her social media accounts. She said, "I was never allowed my passwords for my socials before." Apparently, her team was worried that she might be too tipsy or annoying as she posted her thoughts. However, it all changed during the pandemic. She said, obviously, the Internet was just on fire during COVID, and it kept everyone's morale up. But after she posted one picture, she said it was taken away again. It's the only picture I've ever posted myself. And then they took my password away from me again. Listen, it just reminded me of the... uh, She's a human just like anyone else. She, you know, the old, well, she puts her pants on one leg at a time. Uh, some people do put pants on two legs at a time, by the way. Uh, but anyway, that's the, that's the old adage. Uh, I just kind of hop into them. But it is the the life, her lifestyle and her profession, profession, she's a brand, right? And you have to manage a brand, so you have to be very careful and calculated most people, you know, they just suffer whatever consequences of posting this or posting that or they don't give it any consideration. But when you have a team of people who are managing your brand, then you do get – and even if she had a fake account, uh, what do they call that, a Finsta, Sam? A I, fake I think that's in, some, something like fake that. fake Instagram something account like that, or yeah. a fake uh, Twitter account or you, you can't post anything mm-hmm. that gives you away. Like you can't 
post. Can't like any tweets or anything. You, you like can't that. be Adele wearing a Groucho Marx, you know, glasses and mm-hmm. nose. Like nobody will figure out it's me. So <laughs> it has to be. You know, there are certain aspects of just that normal life that you can't that you can't do. Uh, Eighteen eighty three, Yellowstone and Paramount really ramping up to the debut of the Yellowstone prequel that starts streaming December nineteenth. I think. 1883, Sam Elliott and Tim McGraw journey across the Oregon Trail in the new trailer. They they came out with it a few weeks ago, but now they're they're really stepping it up on the exposure. It's got a great cast. Billy Bob Thornton is in it. Sam Elliott is in it, as I just mentioned. Uh, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. It it looks really good. If you like old cowboy stories and you like Yellowstone and you want to know how the Duttons became the Duttons, I think it's going to be really good. Uh, as a fellow Yellowstone fan, though, you. You, honey, you seem maybe less enthused about it. Yeah, I mean, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, not mm, nah. But I don't I think mean, you're going to get. Try it. I don't think it's going to be the Tim McGraw and Faith Hill that you know. They're going to be playing wasn't pioneering Tim, people. Wasn't Tim McGraw the the dad in the Blind Side? Uh, Tim McGraw was yes. the dad in the Blind Side. Yeah, so at absolutely. least he can act. I yeah, mean, he's he's done a pretty good job. She's the I one mean, that I'm little. She's the one that I would be more suspect on whether she can act or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He at least has a he has I'll a, give it a, a track. He has experience. I mean, not that the, that role in the Blind Side was <laughs> Oscar winning, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it will be it will be good. Uh, the Taylor Sheridan team they seem to you know they seem to know to know what they're doing. Uh, I did get to watch last night's episode. Man, Beth Riley, uh, Beth um, Kelly Kelly Riley, yeah, that's her that plays Beth Dutton. Man, she's something. She's something. Shoo. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you've not even but, seen no, last night's not, episode, but so it's she like, is. She she she's ta- a force. She tangles with another lady last night, and it's just like if you thought she can tell men off real well, just well, she can tell tell women off too. It's just really funny. And then this headline: A rare Star Wars figure sells for over twelve thousand dollars at auction. A figure of Princess Leia Organa in its original packaging which featured a rare picture card, also known as a transitional card, sold at auction last week for $14,000. This is what you got him for Christmas? Oh, yeah. That was me. Were you the one that won, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 one that won the auction? Yeah. You may want yeah. to check her bank account. <laughs> $14,000 out. Well, I, it did make me wonder, though, okay, where is my X-Wing fighter? Where is my um, Where is my Tie Fighter? I had one of those. I had a Land Speeder uh, that that I had one of those toys, and actually don't know what where they got to. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe my mom has them put away somewhere, but I think she surrendered all of my valuables at some point. So I don't know where they did. Maybe my sister sold them, <laughs> and if they did, I wouldn't blame them. It's probably just settling of a score for. You know, torment that I caused them before, but I had little sand people figurines. I'm like, where's my collection? I need to cash in. None of my mint in box in the original packaging by any stretch. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Maybe just a half a drink more. Put some records on. Dashing through the snow. We are dashing. In one horse open sleigh. One horse sleigh. All the fields we go. Point to ponder for today. By the way, you can catch Michael Bublé on television tonight. I'll tell you more about it coming up. I think I know the answer to this from the two of you, but uh, maybe viewers want to play along and comment in the comment section. What to you is the greatest Christmas movie of all time? Elf. I knew Sam was going to say that. A Christmas story. And you're going to say that. Elf. <laughs> Hands down. All right, Sam. Then if you're forced to pick your second favorite Christmas movie, you can't just run over and say Elf and then there's like no one else. Rudolph? Does that, does that count? I don't think Rudolph's a movie. I That's mean, an hour. It may have been a movie with commercials. It's an hour. Grinch. The, the Jim Dr. Carrey. Seuss's Jim Carrey. Yeah, picture. probably. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, and is, see, I'm not I, – I mean, Christmas Story is not my favorite. I've just seen it so many times that it, it's, it's just – it grows old. I understand. Um then uh, would Home Alone be second in yeah, your book? Absolutely. Then would Grinch be third? Yeah, probably. Where do you put Christmas Vacation? Um, to me, uh, for after me, Grinch. Christmas Vacation is almost in its own category. Um, 
because it's the it's in the series of the Vegas and the European and the regular vacation, and mm-hmm. then that's the Christmas incarnation. I almost don't feel like that I can put it. I don't feel like it should get ranked among Christmas movies. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? Can you count Die Hard? No, I don't count <laughs> Die Hard. Well, I, and I'm kind of with him, too. Like, Rudolph, Frosty, I mean, I, those are classics that I love. But they're classics, without a doubt, and I love watching them. I don't think they're movies. Is my it would be my thing as someone who it was appointment television, you know I I watched those prior to VCRs even, so it was appointment television that when that's old when you knew it was coming on for the season, you you parked your tail in front of the TV and then you didn't move because there was no way to time shift it. It was they're showing it and you're watching it and if you miss it, well then tough. That's just the way it goes. The TV was also in the floor. Black and white? Of course the TV was, was in the floor. It sat on the floor because it weighed 750 pounds. It couldn't sit on anything else. And now you can get a TV that's five times the size that weighs 25 pounds, if that. If that. But we we either had – there was a period of time where apparently my parents either had a really good year or a really bad year. That we had three televisions stacked on top of one another. Now, I don't know if that was my dad being really smart and going, I can watch three things at once. Or more it was the big TV broke and then they borrowed another TV and then it broke. And then they had to go buy a little TV. But it looked like a Christmas tree TV pyramid. Like that's If we had just put some tinsel on it, it could have looked like a Christmas tree made from televisions. Well... I mean, so I, but I don't know if that was good fortune or bad fortune. I guess it's just depending upon your perspective, mm-hmm. how you look at it. Well, I mean, if you stack them up, then your dad didn't have to sit in the floor to look at the TV. That's true. But for, those, but for the one who had to change the channel, it was a little bit tippy-toey. Like, I had, couldn't get up there to <laughs> the to little climb. one to change the, to change the channel. Uh, on television tonight, speaking of... You can watch on your array of television screens on NBC, Michael Bublé's Christmas in the City. The Voice on NBC has the top eight artists performing individual songs and 90s duets. Landscapers, a Caesar series premiere on HBO. It's a four-episode drama. And then oh, I thought it was going to be a documentary about people that landscape. It is a, a story, a true story of a seemingly ordinary British couple who became the focus of a murder investigation when two bodies are discovered in their backyard. Okay, I think I saw a preview for this. What's that? By the way, um, there's a show, there's a program on HBO, Miss Buckles, that I'd like to watch with you that I'd be curious to see if it sounds intriguing to me, and I don't know if it's going to appeal to you. It's a little bit like reality, but it's that how-to show with John, John Milton. Have you heard this, Sam? No. Okay, so it's this guy who, it, look at look it up. On a, and then later, and then just tell me if you're willing to endeavor watching I, say, I don't, have, I don't like have HBO, it. so I try not to consume anything. Yeah. So, anyway, that reminded me of uh, reminded me of that. It's How To with John Hilton, Minton, Wilton. I know that John Stewart has a new show on Apple TV, though, I think. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something like How To, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's a clever title. It's a cleverly titled thing. Uh-huh. Like How To with John Wilson, maybe? Yeah, maybe. That, yeah, that's it. It, it, looks, it looks like it's going to be weirdly good. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of those things that you look at and go, well, that looks silly. But apparently it's pretty intriguing. Today's highlight in history, this day in 1865, the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution abolishing slavery was ratified as Georgia became the 27th state to endorse it. In 1790, Congress moved to Philadelphia from New York. Uh, birthdays today. Comedian Stephen Wright is 66 today. So my board today, Sam, uh, you don't have to show it, but my board today is a tribute to Stephen Wright, in case you were wondering where that line came from. Judd Apatow is 54 today. His line, he has so many good line, dry lines, but it was, it was, I've written many children's books, not intentionally or not on purpose. And the Greek freak is 27 today. Not going to try and say his name right? Giannis. Giannis. Ya- yeah. Giannis Atatokounmpo. Close. I think it's Ante Tecumbo or something like that. I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. That's why everybody just calls him Giannis or the Greek There's freak. the pronunciation guy. <laughs> oh, Go back it? and oh. compare to what I did, and I think I nailed it. 
Ante Takumpo. You might have you might have countrified it a little bit, you Northern Kentuckian. You can't say that. You hump hump Kentuckian. <laughs> no one uh, in Edmondson County has that name. I don't think so. Not many Ante Takumpos in uh, in <laughs> Edmondson County. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, it's kind of All surprising. Right. 1959, the Ernie Fields Orchestra, number one, with In the Mood. Let's go to 1968, Steppenwolf, number one, Magic Carpet Ride. I like this song. I had, a video, I had a video game growing up, and this was one of the songs in the soundtrack. What was the game? NASCAR. Oh, uh, yeah. I had that game too, Sam. Uh-huh. NASCAR Thunder 2003. How Deep Is Your Love, number one, 1977. I think mine was a late 90s version of NASCAR. Yeah, it was Magic Carpet Ride, and uh, there's one more Steppenwolf song on there too. The Bee Gees number one. How deep is your love? This is eight and seventy-seven. It's me you need to show. How deep is your love? Is your love? deep is your love? The Philip Simmons. Uh, speaking of HBO, this week on Thursday, the new uh, Music Box documentary. The one's been doing uh, Alanis Morissette and DMX and Kenny G and all those and uh, Woodstock '99. He's doing one on the guy they called Mr. Saturday Night, the guy who created this whole, that whole disco Studio 54 Saturday Night Fever movie. I can't remember his name. Hmm. I'll learn it on Thursday whenever it streams. But. Huey Lewis in the News, number one in 86. We hip to be square. Uh, digging on UTLC in 95, over and over, Nelly and Tim McGraw in 04, and Miley Cyrus wrecking ball eight years ago today. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Alexander Smith said, Christmas is the day that holds all time together. Christmas is the day that holds all time together. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.